goals are supposed to make us happy, right? Then why is the worst part of setting a goal unhappiness? Let's dive in and unpack why that is and what to do about it to ensure that the goal you chose doesn't make you unhappy and how to build simple, tiny systems that ensure remarkable results. Why is it so hard to change your habit? And what can we do about this? It isn't just that by not reaching your goal, you feel disappointed. It, it's actually the journey that's the problem. I wanna talk about something today, the bestseller, Atomic Habits. Let me show you. I actually have the real book here. Yes, you know, this is just such an excellent book. One of the things he says in this book of, of many things is if you fall in love with the process rather than the product, then you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. The issue though is that as soon as we set a goal, all of a sudden our happiness is delayed. If it's something that's going to take some effort, such as weight loss or achieving a financial goal or a certain amount in savings, that's not an instant goal, right? So once we set those goals, we automatically delay our happiness. So it's kind of like when I achieve my weight, my goal weight, I'll be happy then. When I make a million dollars, I'll be happy then. When I go on my vacation, I can be happy then. When I get through this next difficult challenge facing me in life, I'll be happy then. We put our lives on hold until that future thing arrives. Life's great achievements don't happen fast. They're a combination of micro actions that compound and grow over time. A lot of us quit because we want instant gratification. Another problem with goals is motivation. While the end result is the focus, once it's achieved, what is there to keep us going forward? Athletes experience this phenomenon while training for an event, whether preparing for an Olympic championship or running a marathon, once it's over, there's nothing else to stay motivated for. That's why it's not so much about getting goal after goal in life, but actually setting up processes or systems behind things in life to set yourself up for success. Then life becomes a matter of being committed to your own processes that determine your outcomes and continuous improvements throughout life. He powerfully states, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Boy, does that make sense, doesn't it? Let's try to unpack that a little bit. He rightly describes what the word atomic habit means. It refers to a tiny change, a micro gain, that are the building blocks, just like molecules are the building blocks of an atom of a larger system while each atom is like a habit in our own lives. What is a habit anyway? It's a small, regular routine that's easy to do and is the root source of your personal power. Goals are what sets the direction, your course of action, how we get there, and building in our own processes or systems is what to focus on rather than the goal itself, which also puts us back into that unhappiness place. So that's why the greatest minds on the planet implement a 1% improvement strategy because it compounds over time. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. He argues that by focusing on daily habits instead of the goal itself, 
that it's in those tiny actions that can lead to the goal being satisfied. And after the goal is achieved, the great habit is still with you, therefore leading to another achievement, then another. My dad used to say something when I was a little girl. I found annoying at the time, but it makes sense to me now. He said, when you're sweeping the floor, start with the corners first. Go to each corner and sweep it out into the center of the room, and the rest of the floor will take care of itself. So by focusing on sweeping the dirt into the middle, all the center parts of the floor got swept in the process too. Therefore, the big prize came after all the micro actions created that pile of dirt in the middle. Well, if someone had walked into the room and saw just the pile in the center, they might think, wow, what a dirty floor. But in fact, the final step of scooping, scooping it all up in a dustpan, only took a few seconds, and there stood a beautiful floor. The final step may have looked like all it took to get there, but it was all the steps before it that created that quick moment of success. It's, it's like when people call someone an overnight sensation. There really is no such thing as an overnight success, except in rare, very rare instances. Even when it looks like it, his example in the book, which I really like, is about an ice cube. He uses this to illustrate the point. He says, if you place an ice cube on a table that's in a room that's 25 degrees Fahrenheit, and you start to increase the room temperature by one degree, nothing happens. Then one more degree to 27 degrees, nothing happens. 28 degrees Fahrenheit, nothing happens. 29, 30, and 31, still nothing changes. Then at 32 degrees, yum, everything changes. This is how life works. When people see in your life something they might admire and think, wow, that person is so lucky, is actually hundreds, if not thousands of tiny actions that finally popped into the success of a goal achievement. When all they see is the pop, they think that you suddenly did that. You know, you think of your goals as 32 degrees. All that has to be done consistently in tiny actions long before coming to a grand result that appears out of nowhere. By enjoying success and focusing on each micro action, instead of looking at that goal that's so far away, focus on enjoying each one of these little steps. That's what builds your character and good habits such that even if you give up on a specific goal or you don't meet it for some reason, you can still keep the habits you developed along the way and enjoy those for any other parts of your life. And begin again with maybe something more meaningful to you next time. Or maybe you start the goal over again. It really doesn't matter, but at least that way, we're not so tied to failure. We're not so tied to disappointment and unhappiness. When we've got these little systems to fall back on, and at the very least, you feel happiness along the way instead of experiencing a one-time sensational result that ends. In the case of wanting to go, let's say something like dry January, to a lot of people might be thinking about that, to stop drinking for a period of time, January or another month. Try using a system to focus on rather than the loss of drinking alcohol. It's way easier to achieve. Oh, I got to show you something. Look at this system I use to stop drinking alcohol. I'm not going to show it real close, but just see real quick. Notebook, check boxes, handwritten, piece of paper, 
Usually I use a pretty journal. But I wanted to stop alcohol. It was surprisingly easy when I focused on being able to check the box every day. I started out with a one-week goal, then two weeks, then one month. Each check mark earned me a new notch of self-respect, along with waking up feeling healthy each day, which only then reinforced the fact that I chose, well, I was going to do a week. Okay, I'll keep going. And after about six weeks, found myself not using the check boxes anymore and also not drinking. It suddenly had become a habit. Like I, I no longer had to think about or focus on. So that freed me up to focus on other things. And so therefore, I started putting in some other things and using my little checklist system and just kind of kept going to the next thing. The point is, my little systems were in place, and they still are, whenever I feel the need to use them or I'm starting something new um, with new journals and more fun things even. But at the time of this recording, I can tell you I am now six months and eight days alcohol-free. It I didn't place pressure on myself to be perfect, and I didn't set out to be some big, huge goal. I actually had simply made a decision, and from that decision came the continuation of that decision. Well, that's the difference in making a decision to do something versus not having it be a hell yeah decision or goal, like I talked about in episode seven. I wanted this for my health and happiness, so it was a hell yeah decision for me. So that made it easy. If I change the decision in the future, and if I decide to have a cocktail later, that's my choice, and I'll make that done. But now, rather than making it so hard and calling it a life sentence, I can choose any time I like because I'm in control of my choices. This little tiny journaling routine each day for six weeks changed my life. Never underestimate the power of writing things down because we don't remember the micro actions in life and how they got us to where we are unless we write them down, and how they will get us to where we want to be the next time. I've looked back at these little sheets. It's not just this sheet. I also have this sheet sent the first month where I failed at first and had to start again. These little sheets, I'd actually look back to when I was starting other things, and I use these little techniques. Very powerful. So even like, okay, take like this, a YouTube channel that's filled with micro actions. It's writing, production, planning, researching, recording, editing, equipment, lighting, cameras, sound equipment. When a channel has blown up to massive followers, it's because that person focused sometimes for years creating videos before ever making a penny. Did you know that? That's why YouTube creators have to ask you for a free subscribe, like, and comment all the time, by the way, because you know what? That's the only currency that YouTube cares about. No one can grow on YouTube without that. My point is, People who create content on YouTube and all social platforms spend months creating content for free for others' enjoyment. This is the price they pay to eventually become what others will go overnight sensation. Not. Here's another tiny habit. Just a silly little thing. Eating broccoli. Who hates broccoli? Most people. Eating broccoli in itself is boring, but if you make a habit of eating a tiny amount of broccoli nearly every day, do you know what happens? The micronutrients in fiber add up over time. So the alternative is no broccoli, leading to no extra micronutrients. This tiny step, though, is an example of a foundation to, of a system you can create to losing weight and gaining control of your life or just getting better nutrition. Small little habit. That's just a little example. 
Another one is this is a this is an easy one. I adopted too. You when you have a plate of food, you eat the vegetables first before the rest of the meal to slow if you're working on your metabolism and your glucose. You want to keep that blood sugar from spiking so quickly in your body, causing extra insulin, which many, many, many people are insulin resistant. It's a simple little trick. How hard is that? Easy. Long-term, bigger results in metabolic health, just from that one tiny thing. So success of these little daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime achievements, are all about setting up your own small little systems. There's a million little tiny systems you can put in place that support your larger life dreams. The point is, even if something is tiny, is making your bed every morning or developing a new morning routine will actually support your workout goals and getting to the gym. And then at the gym, enjoying every moment of new muscle growth and tiny results leading up to that big result you're working toward. Then all of a sudden, wow, damn, people will say, I can't believe how good you look. Hey. How did you do it? I want to do it. And you'll be able to say one tiny action at a time that compounded into the POW. The best part, you set up your small systems and focus on the systems, not the end goal. The end goal is too far away. We're humans. We don't, we don't think like that. It, it makes it harder. That's why people quit their New Year's resolutions by February because they're like, oh, that's so far away. Because you set up your small systems. You are now able to capitalize on them and continue on even when that goal is reached. There's no letdown because you simply continue with your systems in place to the next thing. There are now habits that you don't have to revisit and keep thinking about. They just are. They've become part of you now. Keep on keeping on and take that one hell yeah idea that we talked about in episode seven. And I hope you got my free ebook on that too. In that episode, it's also wildertalk.com slash downloads, everything free. We can talk about setting up systems and making it happen by following and enjoying the process along the way because it's not just the final thing that matters. It's the process. It's loving how we get there along the way. Hey, I'm Kate Wilder. This is the Wilder Talk Show. If you didn't know and you're new here, you're very welcome. And I am going to ask you real quickly, hit that little red subscribe button and notification bell, won't you? And I certainly love your comments and the like. You make it a great day. 